Gentlemen, congratulations on successfully defending your NXT Tag Team Championships. What's the biggest takeaway from this match tonight for you guys? You mean congratulations for always being right? For making everybody look stupid again? We've told you guys time and time again, we are scientifically proven to be the best tag team, and not just in NXT, not just in the WWE, but in the entire universe. There is nobody better than Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder. There is nobody that can lace our boots. We have beaten every single one of your favorite little tag teams, and we have showed that we are unstoppable. Exactly. We're called the Revival for a reason, okay? And we live off of 40 miles of bad road, and there ain't one team, there ain't one pair of guys that can make it down our block, okay? We talk heavy and we hit hard. Yeah, we've shown our dominance here at NXT and we've proven we are the absolute best tag team in NXT. But you know what? The thing is, sports entertainment wide, Jack, around the world, we are the absolute best tag team on this planet. So why don't you call a Gallows and Anderson, huh? Why don't you call the Usos? Call Fandango and Tyler Breeze. Call them all. Bring them here because we've taken everybody out in NXT. There ain't nobody left. Welcome to the Full Nelson Press Podcast, episode 42, NXT TakeOver Back to Brooklyn edition. I am the creator of the thefullnelsonpress.com. My name is Brandon Kirkpatrick. You can find me on Twitter at Johnny, J-O-N-N-Y underscore Tango. I'm here with the man responsible for sending Brandon Dassey to WrestleMania 33, Peter O'Brien. You can also find him on Twitter at MVP360. And of course, you can follow the Full Nelson Press on Twitter at TFNP. Pete, are you ready to review NXT TakeOver Back to Brooklyn? Brooklyn, 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 Brooklyn. <laughs> yo, 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 yo. Pop a 40 and check your rollies. It's crime time. I am so ready. Oh, I love NXT. I love it. I love NXT. I love what they do. I love their stories. I love the camera angles. I love the crowd. Oh, I love NXT. This is my favorite, Pete. <laughs> right here. Good. <laughs> Good. This was brought to you by Jolly Ranchers. Keep on sucking. That was weird. Right? <laughs> that should definitely be <laughs> the Raw spokesman. Keep on sucking? <laughs> yeah, keep on sucking. Watch the pre-show. Nothing happened. No matches. It was just an hour of talking about NXT. It literally was a pre-show. Yeah, I still would put a match in there in the middle. Yeah, I was fine with it. It was only a half hour, too, by the way, sir. It was. I felt like it yes. was an hour. All right. You got bad ass. <laughs> All right, so the first match of the night is Austin Aries versus No Way Jose. We are diving right in, huh? There's a, where else to go? I, I don't know. Like, I just thought maybe you would, like, be like, yeah, so then this happened, and here we are at Brooklyn. Like, you're just like, okay, let's just go to the match. Normally I talk about the free show, but nothing happened. <laughs> Jose, no way. Jose, no way. Dude, let's talk about something here. He, he was over. He is over. I think it was just Brooklyn crowd just excited to be back at it with NXT. Yeah, I think so too. And uh, it was, oh man, I go ahead. Right. Go, just talk, just talk. <laughs> I'm still, 
I'm still in awe. So No Way Jose comes out with a conga line, which at first I thought it was just more fans jumping off the barricade like what happened to Seth Rollins a week ago. But nope, this was actually part of it. The one weird thing, though, the leader of the conga line was wearing an Austin Aries shirt. No Way Jose's opponent. Right? And this guy's like, I'm an Aries fan, though. Whatever. I love this song. The match starts, but the crowd is, like, completely distracted by something off the screen. We later find out it's Ric Flair. Yeah, who cares? This is the one thing I will say I did not like about NXT. And this is just griping, really. That front row out where the commentating table normally would be, they had that first row every match it was interchanging with new guests like Sasha Banks or the CWC candidates and things like that. But I felt like it was just way too distracting for how small of a crowd NXT is. That would work in SummerSlam, but the smaller crowd you have with NXT, I think it just distracts the crowd and what's going on outside of the match. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I get it. You're griping. That, to me, I wasn't really sitting there going like, where's the table? Whatever. So the match starts. Can can we give No Way Jose a little round of applause? That guy showed me something. I thought he was just a joke. He turned on the heat. Yeah, he was really good. He uh, completely yeah. changed my mind from from that match. And maybe it was just the opponents he's had, and maybe we're just used to gimmicks. But this was really cool. I really liked this. Yeah. It was good. They put on a solid match. Yeah. It wasn't like, you know, oh my God, the best of the best, but God, it was good. It kept me entertained. First match with Aries where there wasn't a hiccup in the match at all, so that was a positive. Yeah. A lot of great chemistry here. It was very well done. They, they, It was a good pacing of it. Like, both of them had their spots, and I, I liked it. The match ends, though, with Aries making Jose tap to the last chancery. He did the sunset flip, powerbombed him, then went down and did the move, which I was like, that's good. Very impressive. So then he's still there and choking out No Way Jose because yeah. apparently he's a fan of the margarita, a macarino, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and guess who loves No Way Jose's Kaga dance? Hideo Atami. He literally just got off like like his yacht. He was like, oh my God, Brooklyn's tonight. I, I got to get off my boat. And he comes walking in with these flood pants and his boat shoes. I'm like, come on. Oh, those loafers. What are you doing? So he comes out, and now here's where it got a little sloppy. When Hitomi took off his jacket, and Austin Aries just kicks him right in the chest while he's trying to take his jacket off. (laughs) Good for you. And But then, like, they were trying to throw him out of the ring, and Aries just sort of stands there and looks at him, and then Hitomi just does his little, like, little, like, punch thing. He throws him, like, an Irish whip in, like, he's going to toss him out. And I think Aries was like, hey, bro, this is your spot. Do you remember this? And Hideo's like, oh, shit, that's right. Does, like, his slap kick combo and then throws him down on the ground to get the crowd rallying up and for sure and then of course the gts comes out yep so good yeah that was awesome good for him he's still mediocre i'm still worried about him because this wasn't really impressive to me he kind of botched that yeah. spot the gts was cool but i could get over those those loafers man you botched your shoes dude Next match of the night, Billy Kay versus Ember Moon. I didn't know this was actually on the card at all tonight. Billy Kay comes out all velvet everything. You're not a fan of her. I am. I don't like Billy Kay. She didn't impress me at all in this match. I thought she, well, she's gotten a lot better. But yeah, there's something wrong with her face. She's got no butt either. It's not that. It's just she's not good in the ring. Uh, she's not bad in the ring. I've seen worse. We have seen worse. Yeah, a lot worse. <laughs> Eva. <laughs> 
Don't try to tell me Billy Kay can't make it. Yeah. But, okay, so then Ember Moon comes out. I thought her entrance was a little weak. I think the pyro was really good. Everything else was good. But I think, yeah, I think Ember Moon herself should have done something different. Because, like, everything was built up there. And she just came out like, a, all right, this is a match. Yeah, and then she was just like, yeah, I'm standing in front of a moon. Oh, man, I'm happy and excited. It's like, shouldn't you be, like, amp- I don't know, it's like a little more mysterious? What do you think of the contact lenses? I thought she was just bait. <laughs> I thought she was just like, well, I hope they don't test me for the wellness policy. <laughs> Billy Kay has potential. I just don't think she's there yet. So I, it's not that I'm hating on her. I, I think she could do. A, she will do a lot better. I think she is a perfect way to represent the NXT women's division right now because there's a lot of women who are getting called up right now that have a lot of potential but just still need more time in the ring. And that's what we're going to see, I think, for the next year uh, in the women's division because uh, Asuka's just taking over. Bailey's almost out the door. And everyone else that's – I mean, they really just purged the women's division of NXT. Yeah, this is where Carmella and Alexa Bliss would have flourished. Mm-hmm. They got called up too early. So the match was, it happened. Like, it wasn't anything to really, like, go crazy about. The finisher? Corkscrew stunner? Yeah. Oh, my God. That was insane. Oh, that was awesome. That was so good. Yeah. But I'm excited to see more for Ember Moon. Again, it's something that, you know, she needs to work on an en- entrance. She probably needs more moves. But that, that was an awesome finish. I'm excited to see where she goes next. Yep. Our next match. Bobby Roode takes on Andrade Cien Almas. Wow. Wow. You know you're over when the whole crowd is already singing your song. Even though you just on them just like five minutes ago in a promo about how much she hates Brooklyn. Yeah, you hear the crowd just singing it, and I'm like, oh my god. Oh, what an awesome feeling for, for Bobby Roode sitting up there and hearing the crowd. Because like, I, you, you can tell like when, it, when a wrestler gets up there, they don't know how the crowd's going to be. And when you get up there, the crowd's singing to a song that this is your debut, so that should not be something people should be singing. And he's only come out in NXT twice. How do you guys know his song already? You can tell it caught him off guard a little bit, but yeah. Yes. Here's the best part. Cien gets booed, yeah. but then gets cheers during the match because the crowd's just like, okay, that was a sweet move. Who was the heel in this match? And Cien was, I like Cien, by the way. Like, finally, he fought someone who's good. Yeah, this was a turning point, I think, for me, for a lot of wrestlers, like with Noze, No Way Jose and now Cien. Like, he actually pulled out all the stops in this match. It was really good. Yeah. Cien did come out looking like Super Mario. That was kind of weird. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> The crowd, I think, really made this match even better than it was. Bobby Roode's finisher is the Glory Bob. I wonder where he got that name. Oh, and it was brutal. The whole match was good until his pump handle slam. I was like, Jesus, that's (laughs) it. You got to get something better, buddy. Yeah, give it time. Other than that, though, he was great in the ring. He was cocky. CM was good, too. Like, it was a good match. Uh, Bobby Roode, man, I definitely think he's Mr. Perfect 2.0. I'm fine with it. He has that down. He really does. It just goes to show you the men's division at NXT is good still. Like, even though you lost, like, Balor and all them, the men's division is still good. Well, I think Brooklyn kind of was like that point where they're like, okay, we're going to now start introducing you to the new era of NXT. Because that's kind of where we're forced to have to be with NXT. So many people have been purged out of it. They need to start bringing a lot more in. You could definitely tell there was a different tone to NXT tonight, a new tone. Bobby Roode wins. Congratulations to him. But then 
we get this weird video promo of someone named Sanity. Yeah, I didn't get that. I've watched this event three times now. I still sat there and I'm like, I don't get it. I think I have a suspicion. How much you want to bet it's Eric freaking Young? That's what I thought. He sucks. Him and his stupid stubby arms. Get the hell out of there. <laughs> He's not any good. Oh, you just wait, man. He'll turn you. Uh, after that, we get uh, Triple H and the guys from Orange County Choppers to reveal the uh, the CWC trophy, which I thought we've already seen this before because it wasn't very surprising to me. Yeah, it looks like shit. And the Orange County guys are like, well, we like to build bikes, but here you go. Yeah, he's like, uh, yeah, here we, here we are. It's like, really? That's all you did? That sucks. <laughs> yeah, it, it's bad. Next match, man, the NXT Tag Team titles, the Revival, Dash and Dawson, defend their titles against Team DIY, Johnny Gargano, and Tommaso Ciampa. Match of the year. That tag match was so good. Oh, man. That thing was... was so good from start to finish. There wasn't really any botches, like nothing sloppy. Everything was so smooth. Oh. So many, like, near falls of, like, finishing moves that, like, you wouldn't think would be a near fall, but you're like, oh, my God, like, yeah. that was nasty. This match could have ended 20 different times. It was great. I mean, Johnny Wrestling runs into the corner, and he jumps over the turnbuckle or whatever, runs and kicks Dash in the face, and then spears Dawson through the ropes. Oh, yeah, that I was, was like, awesome. Oh, Oh my god. Tommaso Ciampa just being resilient as all hell in this match. Like, they threw everything at him, and he still just stayed strong. I, I gotta give it to the Revival as well. Very impressed with all four of these men in this match. The first part of this match, though, uh, Team DIY couldn't even keep the Revival in the ring. Like, they kept moving out and slipping out of it. They just refused to stay in there. This was match so fun, so dramatic, such an amazing story from beginning to end. That's where you look at NXT and you're like, you got it right. And it's just like, you don't see that in WWE. WWE. Also, the camera angles in NXT are so much better because you see so much more. They're not trying to zoom in. They're not trying to do different close-ups and stuff like right. that. They are actually, like, watching the match. That spear that Gargano had, the one where he jumps through the middle ropes. Well, then there's also the one where Tommaso Ciampa is about to get superplexed and yep. Gargano runs through and just spears one of the guys. Yeah. And Tommaso Ciampa turns it into a submission. Like, what? They do that double super kick as well. Yeah. Oh, my God. So good. And his foot was on the ropes. Oh, <laughs> so awesome. So he pins it for three, and you're like, oh, my God. But his foot was on the ropes. Dawson grabs it and throws it up there for Dash. Then it just takes this heartbreaking turn, because Dash gets this mean tackle on Gargano's left knee, and they just start focusing yeah. on that knee. End up having to have Johnny Wrestle taps out, Revival retains. But you know what? This match ended. I wasn't mad, because it, it entertained me from beginning to end. End. I, I wanted right? them to win, but also, like, I couldn't see Gargano walking into the tournament with a tag title around his waist. Yeah, I know. Like, I, I couldn't see it. I I we I got done with that. I sat out here. I think I watched all the title matches three times, like, at that night. Like, even when I got done, I just kept rewinding it and watching it all again. <laughs> it was a great pay-per-view. So, yeah, they win. Revival leaves. Still talking about how they're two-time NXT champions. And then we get this feels moment again with Tommaso Ciampa and Gargano. How long do you think it's going to be till Tommaso turns on Gargano? I don't think they're going to turn yet. They can't. Not yet, but I think this is going to be a long-running thing. They're so over. Like, beyond, they're, I, I, I'm so, 
Wow, it was so good. <laughs> it's been the Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano show. On CWC, they're taking over. On NXT, they're taking over. You're seeing them doing the glorious bombs on social network. They've been with NXT for a while off and on now, but we're really seeing them take the, the advantage of this new era in NXT and run with it. So let's talk about something. Okay. The Revival yes. is easily one of the best tag teams in all of WWE. It's probably one of the best tag teams we've seen in the past five years absolutely i might even go 10 <laughs> seriously how they do their dirty tricks but how they're so good with every team look at all the teams they fought like jason jordan and chad gable like they're good but they wouldn't be anything without the revival Tommaso right. Ciampa and johnny gargano they're good but you you don't really sit there and go wow american alpha yeah they were they were putting on good matches but they had three awesome matches with who the revival and then Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, they've had good tag matches, but who do they have the best tag match with? The Revival. Boom. These guys are awesome. And the thing that scares me is WWE Universe, their fans are so dumb. The Raw and SmackDown brands that they're not going to be over and they're going to get jobbed once they get called up. I could just, I can see it already, which is stupid because there's no reason why like a team like that shouldn't be at the top of the, the tag titles. I see them being henchmen as soon as they come up to the universe. Why the hell? Like, look at the Ascension. The Ascension was the longest running tag team in NXT and look what WWE writers have done to them. Absolutely. Completely agree. Like, and they were good to watch. Their lost potential. Yeah. They just ruined them. It's the writers of WWE. They don't have fate. They don't give them any opportunities. The Vaude villains are such a good villain heel group, and you're not giving them anything to work with. Right. You're giving them all these 12-man tag matches. When you give Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano time to wrestle with the Revival, look what happens. When you give the women of NXT time to wrestle, look what happens. Triple H is so far ahead of the game, it's hilarious. It's especially frustrating when, don't get me wrong, I like Chris Jericho and, and Kevin Owens, and it's great that they're getting this tag team match at SummerSlam, but why? Why make a new tag team when you have so many amazing existing tag teams to put against, you know, like Enzo Mori and, and Big Cass? They do these things where they're just clumping all of them together, and the, sooner or later, the tag division is going to look like what the Divas division look like, not the women's division. Yeah, it's dumb. It's just dumb. But I don't care. This match should be match of the year. And you know what's weird? Let's think about this. How many times have we watched NXT or the CWC, and how many times have we said match of the year? Not only that, but Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa alone had a potential match of the year last week with that CWC match they had. But then the following week, the CWC had two match of the year candidates. Yeah. It's insane of how much better the CWC and NXT are than Raw. And how much do you want to bet when we get to the Slammies and we talk about match? of the year they're gonna bring up how many undertaker matches and none of these matches will be brought up they will they'll bring up a stupid undertaker match because he's stupid and old and no one right. cares or some kind of gimmick match that had a huge pop for some reason because of a celebrity but whatever we're not into that right. we're just saying that nxt is so much better <laughs> what's next for the revival pete uh i think and i'm gonna hate it that TM61 or the Authors of Pain, one of those two are going to get the push. Because I don't, I, well, I first think they're going to have another match with these guys. There's no way you walk away from this yet. I think the next time these guys meet, it will be after the CWC tournament. So potentially them winning the titles and then either them uh, having a, a best two out of three match or they losing them again to the Revival and making the Revival three-time NXT champions. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. If you think about it, they have a good argument. They could be like, well, we pinned them. Yeah, exactly. It was a, it was a dirty finish. Yeah. So, bravo, folks. 
Bravo. <laughs> Bailey gets her rematch against the NXT Women's Champion Asuka for the title. I love Asuka. Bailey comes out to this weird HVK entrance, but instead of Pyro's coming out of the ring, it's those streamer guys. Oh, from that behind the ring? Yeah, yeah like, that was great. Shawn Michaels' entrance. <laughs> and then Asuka comes out with a bed sheet that just unravels. Like, I was like, what's the point of that? I think that was toilet paper. Yeah, I thought she was going to have, like, a way better thing happening. But no, she was just like... drag the sheet out someone's gonna have to clean it up Oscar, could you quit we just rolled it up nope i'm taking it with me before this match even starts we you notice that not so many fans are singing for bailey at this time the tides have kind of changed i think well i think every a lot of fans knew like this is it and yeah a lot of fans are fans of oscar like i'm sorry there's no reason to not be a fan of oscar she's great that's who i was rooting for the match goes on, and right from the start, Asuka, like, knees Bailey like, in the <laughs> ear. Right, like, this is how we're going to start? Okay. You can see Bailey be like, Dud! and I'm like, oh, it's like, it's over. Yeah. The best, Asuka's still in the heel part of just laughing, and I'm like, good. Uh, bad botch, though. Bailey was trying to do that powerbomb to Asuka. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a bad box. That wasn't as bad as uh, Billy Kay when she tried doing that Widow's Peak earlier in the night, and she had to pick her up twice. <laughs> yeah, that was a botch, too. That was a bad spot, but she sort of made up for it with that, like, inverted Alabama slam type thing or whatever. Yeah. Um, Asuka, the way she can just, when someone punches and she can catch their arm and turn it into an arm bar so quick, like, that's probably the fastest than anyone, like, in WWE. She just grabs you and throws you down. I loved it. I love Asuka. I, you know, she still has yet to return any of my tweets, any of my <laughs> phone calls. Now, granted, I don't know if I'm calling the right person, but someone's yelling at me in Asian, and I don't know. I just... <laughs> All I say is, if this is Asuka, could you just please, like, tweet me back so I know? Like, okay, bye. Poor Asuka. The support wires in her top break out right. and start sticking into her chest. Oh, that must have I hurt. I saw that. And it was early on in the match that that happened, so that must have really hurt. Really looked like it was uncomfortable. But Asuka, you know, punk, she was just like, whatever, I'll fight you with yeah, metal bra things going stop. in like this. Yeah. God, Oscar's just good. I like her. I'm really glad that I knew Bailey wasn't gonna win it. No, I knew either. it. Yeah. She's already done everything in NXT. You know, when Oscar won, I was like, good. Who really is like the mold of NXT? It's Bailey. Like when you think of NXT, she was she's been there for so long. If you really think like everyone thought maybe it was Sami Zayn, but no, I think Bailey was the biggest star in NXT no matter what. Yeah, I agree. Because those live events that they do and the the NXT crowd and stuff like that, she really is the foundation of what NXT represents from this new yeah. resurgence of from that game show NXT they did to this new performance center driven NXT. It's been Bailey and Sami Zayn and Finn Balor. If you really think about it, that that girl is Drake's song started from the bottom stop it she literally <laughs> started from the bottom now we hear she literally started as a little lackey that was just too happy to just see famous wrestlers to getting out and getting jobbed because she really wasn't a fighter like oh, i'm just here to have fun like hug me to like becoming a star so uh what i did like about this match though it wasn't the same finish that we got before where it was a sleeper hold she actually delivers this knockout kick and retains yeah. the title that way which was perfect uh, but poor bailey she loses in front of sasha Banks, becky charlotte her mom 
<laughs> yeah, good. I always knew you were a failure, Bailey. Goodbye. She's walking out and that little super fan is bawling her eyes out. And I wish Asuka would have just flipped that little kid off. Oh, that would have been awesome. Like, you really want to make Asuka into a heel? She just, like, looks at her and just be like, ha, 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 and just flips her off. Like, remember when Sasha Banks took that little girl's, like, crown yeah. and put it on her head and, like, looked at her and cried and, like, gave it back to her? Oh, my God. And instantly, the crowd turned on Sasha Banks. It's like, why would Asuka do something like that? You really want to get her to be the heel? Do that. How weird is it going to be when we see the Bailey fangirl debut on NXT in 2022? Oh, I know. She's going to be a wrestler. You'd already tell him. She's going to be like, I'm not a hugger. I'm a kisser. Right, right. <laughs> I'm a crier. What's your name? Uh, ba- ba- no, I can't say Bailey, can I? Uh, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> and it's spelled with an I, not a Y, you stupid idiot. <laughs> Who's next for Asuka? That's the big question mark. I don't know. I thought they were billing up Billy Kay to be the next one, but she just got jobbed by Ember Moon. So it's just like, I have no idea. I I have to watch more NXT to just see like who, because the ladies that have been on there, they've been okay, but like Asuka's going to kill them. I would maybe see what they've done with the NXT title is let's bring a legend back as a filler match. You know, like how they've done it with Rhino. And so maybe, uh, I don't know, uh, Victoria, she was, uh, she, she's been rumored to be coming around. Maybe. As for Bailey, thank you. Yes. Bailey, you're great. We'll see you at Monday Night Raw and watch you just basically fall off the car because Vince is not going to have any faith in you. Oh, you wait till those merchandise sales come in from when she hits Raw. He'll be like, I got it. We'll make you a lesbian. (laughs) (laughs) And she'll have sex with her sister. (laughs) But the thing is, you know, John Cena is always talking about I'm looking for the next big face so kids have someone to cheer for. Do you think Bailey can fill that void? Oh, yeah. She could be doing Make-A-Wishes four times a day and be okay with it. I think Bailey could easily do it. And then maybe we see a John Cena turn. He he might. I don't know. I... <laughs> no. Just, Go next. Yeah. Go next. Move it on. Go next. Uh, NXT champion Samoa Joe puts his title on the line against the nose burglar Shinsuke Nakamura. Can we talk about the violinist? Yes, that was amazing. That was so good. That was not not only one of the best NXT entrances I've seen, but one of the greatest entrances I've seen in wrestling in general. It was so simple, too. All it was was just a guy on a violin playing Shinsuke's music, and he killed it. He's like, yo, you don't think I'm tough playing a violin? Do you see this dude behind me? And all of a sudden, the lights come on, and there's Shinsuke in the strobe light, and I'm like, oh, my God. I've watched that entrance so many times. What made it even better was Joe coming out like it was just another NXT house show. Yep, but Shinsuke had the entire crowd just singing his song. Do you know how great it would be if you were just standing on an entrance and 15,000 people are screaming your song? Right, like passion. That would be great. So Joe comes out, and the best was Joe walking to the ring. Don't forget, security was around him, and one guy tried to get ahead of him, and Joe just... Yeah, he pushes him aside. <laughs> He comes out and does his own little hype thing. He's just like, I am the most dangerous, the most unstoppable, the most Samoan. Why doesn't Joe walk to the ring all the time with like four security guards like that? (laughs) Right. (laughs) That would be so great. And anyone who tries to get in front of him, he he runs and he pushes someone out of the way every time. Put the authors of pain with Samoa Joe. In their gear. Oh, my God. Oh, man, dude. They're huge. And they would just make Samoa Joe look just even bigger and badder. Could you imagine if WWE was smart, kept the Wyatts together, turned them face like they should have, have Bray just be like... They say that the measure of a man is what he does with power. 
It demands to be felt. <laughs> and all of a sudden... And then Joe steps out, and then he's standing there with both the authors of Pain and just be like, what? That would be great. But, you know, Vince would muff that up, because then in the end he would make, like, uh, Tamina Snuka, Sister Abigail. So the match starts where Joe walks up and just pushes Shinsuke around, like, you want to go now? Yeah, and then Shinsuke just plays limp in the corner just to piss him off. I loved it. Like, that right there is where WWE misses the boat. That's perfect storytelling right there, because that gets you so into it. And these guys went at it, and it was good. Now I'm not saying, like, I think Finn Balor and Samoa Joe, where he cut his eye open, I still think that match is better. Yeah, this match was great. Uh, it was cool seeing these two strong styles. Even though Samoa Joe wasn't really into, like, the, the strong style tonight, he was more into submission moves. It was impressive yeah. to see all the different submission moves that uh, Samoa Joe was putting on Shinsuke. And then he was also concentrating on power bombs and just trying to get yeah. as many muscle busters as he could get in. It was a perfect way for both of these two to go back and forth. That end, though... Oh, Joe, Joe gets a Kenyasha, Ken, Kinsasha, Joe gets a kick to the face, and (laughs) Kinshasa, he gets a kick to the face, and you immediately see Joe grabbing, like, his jaw, like, his fingers are in his mouth, and he's pulling his jaw, like, out, and he looks at the ref, and you immediately go, "Uh uh-oh, because you can definitely tell he's hurt, but the thing about Samoa Joe is, he ain't no bitch. He goes, whatever, go to the top (laughs) of the rope, kick me in the back of the head, and then do your finisher again, which is a kick that could easily kick him in the jaw again. (laughs) So Shinsuke comes in, kicks him, pins him, and Samoa Joe lays down for the pin. As soon as the pin is done and he kicks out at two, he immediately rolls over to the ref and points at his jaw because he cannot shut it at all. Then, yeah, he takes two more kicks to the face and then pins, rolls out, and was like, my jaw, I cannot shut it. They threw the X up. They threw the X up I was so worried that he broke his jaw, but they find her later. He just dislocated it and he was able to dislocate it. Yeah, I was so worried about that with him, but Samoa Joe getting his his jaw dislocated and then taking two more kicks to the face. I am a huge Samoa Joe fan. Let's be honest. The TNA stars, Joe was maybe the one the most that I'm like, I'm more interested in him. Bobby Roo. He wasn't someone to me that I was like, oh, wow. But I think he's got a good gimmick in NXT. I think his gimmick's perfect and he's selling it. Austin Aries is starting to get his footing as a heel. Yep. I like it. You know, I, I don't mind watching Austin Aries, but don't try to bill him as like a big powerhouse because he's not. Austin Aries, I think, would be best as a tag team partner with somebody. Yeah, I think that's I see him doing that. I just don't see Austin Aries being a great individual guy yet. So how about this? Austin Aries with Ty Dillinger? Why not? I think it'd be great. What's Austin Aries' persona? Uh, the greatest man that ever lived. The greatest man that ever lived. And the perfect 10. You could call him the greatest 10. All-time 10. Yeah, that is something like that. They'd be good together. Yep. They'd be really good together. Back to the match. Shinsuke Nakamura is the new NXT champion. Ooh. To be the best, I must be the best. <laughs> did you say be the best or beat the best? I did both. <laughs> I did both. <laughs> You got problem, I kick your head off. He's got a point. You know what, Shinsuke, you say what you want. But even, like, the bill for that match is where WWE has not been doing it. 
they had a little sit-down interview, and Samoa Joe just gets furious and throws a stool and tries to fight him right there. Byron Saxon just books it. You don't need to have all the, like, the poor build-ups the way WWE is doing. They did three simple, like, call-outs in that match. Everyone was invested. Yep, completely agree. Uh, wow, man. What do you want to grade this pay-per-view? A. A? I will give it an A. I don't even care. Seriously, what was the lowest part of that event? The women's match with Ember Moon and Billy Kay? And that, it, to me, it wasn't, that wasn't even bad. No, no. I'm going to give this an A plus in fear of Samoa Joe. Yeah, I'm really afraid of him. Thank you, NXT, for doing something right. I mean, even if they added a little bit more backstage shenanigans like they normally would in Raw, I still wouldn't have hated it because this was just the perfect, like, beginning to end. Every match felt like its own independent thing. Everything had a story to it. I haven't watched NXT in about a month just because I've been, I've spent my time instead of watching NXT into the CWC. So being able to come in and not watching it for a month and still be completely caught up on everything by the end of the pay-per-view, I think says a lot about how NXT does its writing and its booking. So basically, here's the way I look at it. SummerSlam has better step it up. Oh. Like, because you got to follow that event. Right. I'm sorry. Like, I said it I said it at WrestleMania 2 with NXT Dallas. I said it at the last Brooklyn. You, WWE, you better figure it out because NXT right now is winning. How do you think it affects the locker room's morale with being that great of a pay-per-viewer that you have to walk into SummerSlam the next day? Like, are you pumped or are you worried that you know what the creative is giving you right now is a shit show? That's what I think. I mean, Brooklyn, the camera angles are so much better. You see more in a match. Absolutely. I completely agree. There's a different atmosphere with it. They just, there's this, I don't want it to come off the wrong way, but there's like this old school thing to it where it's like, they're not, they're using maybe four or five cameras instead of 18 yep. cameras. And I like that. Yeah. You don't need to jump around the ring all the time. Like seriously. The people telling me the story are the people in the ring. Just show me the different angles to them. You don't need to be cutting back. You don't need to do shake cam. Yeah. Just show me the match. So yeah. A plus for me, A for you, done of the night. Oh, this is tough. Uh, God, I, process of elimination. I guess you have to go Billy K. All right, Billy K. I, I really didn't want to, but. I, 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 all, right, all right, all right. Hideo Itami is who my dud of the night is. Ooh, you know what? Okay. Yeah, you got that. I mean, like, I'll say Billy K because they put her in a big spot to bring in a new wrestler and she botched a spot, but she did sell one of the best stunners I've ever seen. She did do that. So, all right. Stun of the night, Pete. I, uh, I'll go first on this one. I am really torn here. I'm going to give it to all four of them. Dash Dawson, Johnny Gargano, it's Faso Ciampa, man. You can't just be like, uh, just the revival. Because all four of them put that together seamlessly. It was amazing. God, it was awesome. So basically, SummerSlam, here's your turn. Let's see what you got. <laughs> I'm hoping for the best. I'm Fixing excited. Cross? I mean, we all are so pumped for the best out of seven between Cesaro and Sheamus. Technically, if you look at it, they're probably on their 13th of 14th by yeah. the year. Aren't they done? <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, whatever. Whatever. Well, hey, man, that is the Full Nelson Press Podcast, Episode 42, NXT TakeOver Back to Brooklyn Edition. Anything else you want to add? Uh, no. Hey, I want to congratulate <laughs> you for a show that you haven't brought up Zack Sabre Jr., so uh, suck a butt. Yeah, bet. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. And if you're watching us on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and like this video. Leave us a comment. We might even read it on our next show. And I'll try not to berate you, but no promises. 
If you're listening to this on iTunes, please subscribe and leave us a review. You have no idea how much that helps. I guess Stitchers has a thumbs up button now, so that's a thing. You can find us on Facebook, Wrestling Amino Tambler. Or just search for the Full Nelson Press on any social media site. You can also go to thefullnelsonpress.com for all of our past episodes and original WWE art created by yours truly. Go watch some wrestling.